genre. Welcome back, listeners, to Toy Story Minute, the daily podcast where we talk about Toy Story 2, The Two Towers, one minute at a time. I am John. I am Jeb. And also, this am our guest, whose name is Scott. Wow. Really? Hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> You're so good at introducing people. Yeah, it's my, spe- <laughs> my speculty. Anyway. Uh, this... I, I'm glad to be back, question <laughs> Yeah, it you, sounds. I don't know. If you, you sound glad. Yeah, you sound like you're definitely 100 percent glad to be back. Hostage. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping you in the box that you came in and just won't let you out. Until Good thing you, this isn't yeah. like a video because then you couldn't see his sign that he's holding that says yeah. like, "Please send help." Yeah. In the desperate hand box. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this, this minute of the film, Toy Story Two is about a tower that Woody's stuck in because it begins with Al asking, like in those commercials, do you hear me, to mm-hmm. the guy on the cell phone, and ends with Woody trying to take out a screw barehanded, which is not, not yeah, it doesn't work. Not productive. I guess it works more if you're a toy, but still. It would work better s- if you were a toy with, like, a- two working hands, probably. Yeah, that that helps, too. I bet he could do it if he had two. Yeah. 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 So, God, I remember last time you were on, you were talking about whether toys feel pain, and I'm pretty sure this movie we've pretty much established probably not, because otherwise Woody would just be constantly screaming. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the phone call that Al is having with, I guess, Tri-County Video, mobile video? His, yeah, their producers. Yeah, some, it must be. Somebody. He's just saying, you know, he's in the middle of something very important, which I guess he's talking about selling Woody and all that. Yeah. But, like, he's not, he hasn't actually done any of it yet. Yeah, he hasn't done any, like, made any steps. He's acquired Woody, and that's about as far as he's gotten. Yeah, so he's not really in the middle no. of it. And he's already dressed and everything. Yeah, he's just in a bad mood. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, the, uh, the guy calls him Mr. McWiggin on the phone, which is, you have to listen real hard. But I think it also shows up on, like, a nameplate or something. But yeah. You don't really know his name. It's not the only place. Otherwise, yeah. It's not the only scene you hear it. Yeah, but it's see it. it's really difficult to find it in a casual viewing of the movie. Yeah. So that's a nice little touch that they did. And <laughs> I love him just talking to Woody about Buck, Buck, Bucks, a pun that he's already made in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then he's he repeats it, it again. He, he repeats it twice as he's on his way out the door. <laughs> it's not that funny, dude. Yeah, he's just like... Super, Especially to yourself. He's way too proud of it to be like repeating it to himself over and over again. What do you think Al's reaction would be if he got the Sid treatment? You know, like, Woody was like, oh, I'm alive and your joke wasn't funny. I feel like he would kind of have a, like, a, I knew it response. <laughs> yeah, like an I know, like a know-it-all kind of like, oh, haha, shocking, these toys are alive. Yeah, Al's well, not I really a that. people person, I guess. No, so, he's yeah. not. And I, think, and I think nothing would change because he would have absolutely no empathy for these toys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Al is really, out of all the Toy Story, like, villains... He's the one who's most evil, I yeah. guess, because the other ones have motivations. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Sid isn't evil, evil. He's just, you know, he's just kind of a jerky kid. Yeah. Mostly evil out of ignorance. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And, like, in this movie, Stinky Pete and, like, Zerg is only evil because he's playing the part of a character, you know? Right. Stinky Pete has this whole, like, oh, yeah, I was never played with, and that's my whole purpose in life, and all that kind of stuff. Like, even Lotso Huggin' Bear has a tragic backstory. Mm-hmm. Al is just a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Rewatching this movie, I just was kind of struck with 
how smart it is to have the villain of this movie be a character that we are sort of vaguely introduced through a commercial in the previous movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really nice. It's nice. It's really clean. You know, like there, mm-hmm. you know, there's no commercial here for Lotso Hugga, you know, in either of the first two Toy Stories, but we get, we get that Al's toy barn. It's, I, I, I really like that. I like that as a, um, yeah world building sort of situation i think it's good Absolutely. it is it is strange because in toy story 3 materials they do say that they had like Lotso kind of thought up since the first movie but they never really put him in they put in like a teddy bear right but i i guess it was just kind of a, an idea that they scrapped and never really put in and then decided once they made the third one yeah that's yeah because they had it fleshed with. out a lot yeah more. Mm-hmm. yeah this movie is so tight and clean like you said because it was made basically in nine months right mm-hmm. um like on a super tight schedule no nothing was wasted no one like animated stuff that they didn't have to because you know they didn't have time to mm-hmm. they didn't have time to just like throw out like and they reuse and they stuff. reuse the plot elements just like they reuse certain effects and certain like design things mm-hmm. just because it, and it makes it much cleaner and the thing about this movie is that makes it good as a sequel, but it doesn't ever really... I mean, maybe the utility belt buzz does a bit, but otherwise it doesn't really retread the same ground right? Mm-hmm. as Toy Story 1. It's right. just... Oh, it's so well put together. Yeah. Mm. I love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, Woody, then, you know, it freaks out, of course, because, you know, he's trapped in a big case and all that. I love how he jumps to try and open the door, like, four or five times before... Yeah, before he realizes... Obviously I'm sure. you can't. I'm sure. Yeah. This is for a human. The window shot is really cool, though. Yeah, it is. I, I love Al's chair, the wooden chair that he has next to the window. Mm-hmm. It's got... He's got, in general, like, a really cool design aspect. It's very... Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of sparing and utilitarian, but everything that he does, like, indulge works it's very yeah and it's all like art deco 50s style which a lot Mm -hmm. of this movie is al owns a toy barn like he owns his own store and he is successful enough to make commercials for it Mm -hmm. he can't be like bad off he's got a penthouse apartment yeah he's Mm -hmm. and he doesn't really pay for anybody else other than him and it, it seems pretty obvious that like he's single and greedy so like he probably has enough money to get by mm-hmm. perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Is this where he lives? Is this his actual apartment? Like, does he have a bedroom and stuff? Oh, he sleeps on the couch in the one scene where we see him sleeping, but then he, when he wakes up, he goes into another room to actually sleep the rest of the night. Oh, so definitely, okay. this is like, this is his main room. He's got at least this room, which has like the TV, the mm-hmm. displays and all that. And I think in the video game version, he has, like, a bathroom and a kitchen and all that we don't see. Mm-hmm. But he has to have at least one other bedroom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it seems... Assuming that he yeah. doesn't go into, like, his kitchen or his bathroom to spend the rest of the night. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, right. And he's a one person living alone. Like, this seems like it's perfectly fine for him. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nice because you see the motivation that he has his own greed, but he doesn't need anything as far as we can see it's not right. like he you know is wanting or has some yeah you know, it's not like if he doesn't pull off this deal and sell yeah. the woody's roundup gang he's gonna go broke or anything like that yeah, i mean he shows up later making a commercial still so yeah. it's like yeah i think it actually bothers me a little that he wants to sell them i feel like the stronger choice would be to covet them as a collector right rather than yeah. rather than sell them because it, you know because you have like this really great argument about like you know like this is sort of the reverse story of toy story which is mm-hmm. basically a toy 
who forgot to, how to toy yeah. in the first movie. And then this is like, this is a toy who forgot his origin, you know, like yeah, forgot yeah, where yeah. he comes from. Like, it's the opposite problem that Buzz had. And even like Sid and Al are basically opposites too, if mm-hmm. you think about it, because Sid is a child who is very rough with his toys, doesn't value his own property, and plays with them too hard. Yeah. Whereas Al is a guy who really, really values these toys, but just to, to look at them fault. in the box yeah. and not play with them at all. Right. And, you know, he's nowhere around children. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, right? So, like, that idea of coveting them, I feel like the selling, I know that they probably just have it in here to add sort of like a ticking clock. To the, yeah, to otherwise it would be like kind of just there, right? It's yeah, it's Andy, it, over. it's Andy moving. It's that that's that's the equivalency yeah. of it. It's that ticking clock. If he wasn't selling, if Al wasn't trying to sell them, then right. Buzz and the gang could just take their time, right? Getting to Woody, getting them back. There wouldn't be any like mm-hmm. any right drama to it, right? Well, we've mentioned this a couple times. We'll probably mostly talk about it in the credits with the original draft. <clears throat> And did, I forget, because I'm not as familiar with it, I think he was going to sell it to a local museum in that one. Yeah. Because there were, like, New York business types who were yeah. there, like, looking at Woody and, and Stinky Pete and Senorita Cactus and all that. It yeah. Was, yeah. So it was a little bit more local or grounded, because mm. it was still in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Then is again, like, we don't know where this yeah, takes place. exactly. In the United States, yeah. Right. Huh. But yeah, I just I just thought like, you know, I mean, it still works. Like that's not, you know, it's I'm not it saying like, oh, this movie, movie's yeah. broken now. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. it's still it's still perfect. It's still awesome. But I do think that it would have made I guess that theme of doing things the wrong way that is in this movie, like, you know, going about things the wrong way of like, you know, you're a toy but you're focusing on the wrong side with the with the prospector, mm. like he's focusing yeah. on Woody's Roundup, which isn't real, instead of focusing on, like, being a (laughs) toy. And this guy is, instead of focusing on, like, oh, toys are for children, he's like, no, I'm I'm a collector, and I covet Mm -hmm. these things, and I don't know. Well, that's kind of a larger theme. I mean, it's a larger theme between this movie and the last one, because Buzz's whole thing was he was deluded in a fictional world. Right. And we see in this a big theme of what a toy is, Versus whether what it was designed after. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, if Andy wants to play with Jesse as Bazooka Jane, what's the problem with that? Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. Al would have a huge issue. Yeah, he would flip yeah. his lid. Yeah. He'd be kind real- of the same theme as uh, the Lego movie, actually. Yeah. 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 It does. Yeah. Huh. Lord Business. Yeah. Lord, yeah. Right. Yeah, there is a lot of parallels between that. I didn't watch that movie until I'd already we'd already done the first season, so mm. that is... Huh, really neat. <laughs> so Al parked in two parking spots, and they're both handicapped. Yeah, he's not a good guy. <laughs> he's, like, and there's clearly, like, there's other parking to the side of the building, but he must have parked in the two handicapped spots, gone upstairs, put on his costume, and then, like, left. But he had to go all the way up 23 floors. Mm-hmm. So, like... He's been here a long while. Yeah. Like, he also made a phone call to the guy saying, okay, but I want to hurry up and do this. Well, then just go downstairs while you're making the call. Right. Hmm? Well, he had to then talk to, uh... To Woody. To Woody. Yeah, yeah. that was that. He had to make that pun. He had to make that pun. Yeah, he had that pun that he's been sitting on for a really long time, and he had to come out with it. <laughs> I mean, sitting really on because he's also... a chicken. Uh... <laughs> yeah, just he, I mean, like his he egg. He made the, the pun <laughs> in the commercial already. Like, yeah. He, uh, Woody himself has seen that commercial. <laughs> yeah, so he, 
even if he's trying to like impress Woody, it's like you're not. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that before. I've heard that before. <laughs> Another thing that bugs me, this is a great gag, the whole, it's Saturday and I have to drive all the way to work, but there's two things about this, before we get into the actual joke itself, that bug me. The first is, it's a Saturday and work he works at a toy. Re- retail, even. Retail, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Especially a toy store, of course you have to work. Well, he's a, I mean, look, I've, I've, I've worked in, I work, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm sure you have as well, but I, I, I worked in retail for you know, 15 years, and I've had managers who were like that, like bad store managers who... Oh, yeah, we've had that before. Who were like, yeah, I don't I don't work weekends anymore. Like, I just don't. Like, I've, yeah. I've, I've worked in retail long enough that I'm not going to do that. That's what assistant managers are for. I'm not going to do it anymore. And they just don't. Yeah. Or, or at best, they do it once a month. Yeah. Do you think that the assistant managers and maybe some of the employees live in this apartment building on, like, the lower, less fancy floors? Cause no way. They, it's right next to their work, though. Yeah, but no I don't think they'd allowed. be able to afford it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then in the last tweet, we saw the, uh, the sign that says no kids allowed, and so I'm sure... A if lot any of, the, of them have kids, yeah. Right. Or if they are considered, I don't know right. what they consider no kids allowed, but if they're like 16, 17-year-old, mm-hmm. they might be like, oh, you're yeah, not no, allowed no. to live here. Definitely wouldn't. And, just, and just proof that he doesn't he doesn't care about his the work or, yeah, about, yeah. About, the, about the toy barn is that like when he gets over there, he just parks in like three spaces and it's like, yeah. dude, well, like what about your customers? <laughs> like you don't even care about your customers? Like, you're probably bi- going to be busy. And why anymore. are you shooting a commercial on a Saturday? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a big question. <laughs> Do it on like a Tuesday morning. Yeah. Like yeah. when no one is going to be shopping for... That's to- weird. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing is we saw in the very first week of this on the Bugs Life calendar that Andy went to Cowboy Camp on Monday. Unless the calendar's from a different year and for some reason he still keeps it which makes sense because it doesn't line up with any year that this could have taken place in. But anyway, <laughs> if he went to Cowboy Camp Monday, then Woody slept, had that dream, and then, what, did he sleep all week between the garage sale and now? Musta. Cause I don't know. It's, it's weird that it's yeah. a Saturday now. Yeah, it's all of a sudden Saturday. Yeah, like, and this is definitely is definitely more canon than the calendar in the background than yeah. it is Saturday today. So I guess we have to, from now on, say... Do you think a day has passed between now and the garage sale, or do you think it's the same day? I think it's probably the same day. Because the garage I mean, sale was in the morning. Think, yeah. yeah, think about it. Like, garage sales happen on the weekends. This one was early, at 8.32-ish. Early in the yeah. morning, yeah. like On a Friday morning? It wouldn't start early on a Friday. I said weekend, early in the morning. Huh. So the garage place, yeah. probably the garage sale. Well, well, you start up at, like, Saturday. 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Yeah, 6 or 7 on and Saturday. And this is the yeah. summer, too. So it's light out a long so time. Out for, yeah, exactly. Kids so are out. It's the still... I would, I'm sure it's still the same day. Yeah. Okay, so we're establishing then that Andy left for Cowboy Camp on Friday. The garage sale was... The yard sale, sorry, was at 8.32-ish That's when he was Saturday. taken. Yes. That's when Al yeah, so walked it, out with yes. him. Yep. Yeah, it was around that time. Mm-hmm. And then it's, what, like the afternoon probably now? Yeah. Like huh, that makes sense. 1 or 2 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. probably. Yeah. yeah, Al probably is going to eat some chicken, like, for lunch between the, you know, between but, getting Woody and the commercial. Yeah, between the his, yeah, getting Woody and the one take. Yeah, the yeah, one take, one take. Do it. He's like Ed Wood, or, uh, I don't know, any other director who does the one take rule, which is a very bad rule. Mm-hmm. Does George Lucas do that? I don't know. Some people do, probably. He does very few takes, I know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. not maybe not one. But. I know that Ed Wood, the infamous director, uh, playing Nine from Outer Space guy, insisted on only one take for everything. Mm-hmm. Eastwood only allows up to three. Huh. Really? Yep. It's like the opposite of Kubrick, 
who we talked about a lot in the first week, where he would do like a hundred takes, yeah, like just to get his actors exhausted. Yeah, yep. he was not a good person. Um, <laughs> oh no, not at made, all. Made some nice movies, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he made some nice movies and the moon landing sheeple. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that was Kubrick's best work right there. Of course. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it was it was okay. Um, <laughs> well, Doctor Strange love was good. Uh, <laughs> did the Tri County Mobile video? Do you think they made the Buzz commercial or? Do you think they made the little addendum at the end with the Al's Toy Bian locations, or they probably did the addendum? Yeah. Cause... Do you think they did the the other part? Because I don't no. think no. Al would work with the kids. No. No, because that's that's one, national. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say yeah. one Al wouldn't work with kids. Sense. Two Buzz Lightyear is like a national phenomenon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So right. international, probably. International. Probably. He has a Spanish mode. Oh, yeah. that's true. Like, why yeah. would you build and record the Spanish mode lines? It's, I mean, we'll get to that next movie, I guess. But why would you do that into a toy locally? Like, just I mean, make a different... have you ever heard of diversity? Well, no, it's okay. it's because <laughs> uh, yes, diversity, but also. If you're going to make a toy and you're going to ship it all over the world, you're probably going to ship everything to a warehouse in North America, which will then disperse across North America, yeah. which would include yeah. Mexico. Yeah. So I, that's, I just, that uh, would be why, I would assume. I just remembered that the Toy Story 3 original plot was going to be that Buzz was recalled. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to see where his factory was could also he could also have a french setting for you know french french canadian people oh duh he's he's made in taiwan oh right obviously yeah, yeah that's on his yeah arm. that's on his yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it shows it when he has his thing mm-hmm. in toy story one where he's like oh yes. i am a toy yeah yeah huh. right. i uh uh i i I lost track of my thought. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I had something I was going to say, and then I got started thinking about Taiwan, and then I lost it. That always happens to me when I think about Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan is just one of those things. You start thinking about Taiwan, you yeah. can't think of anything else. Oh, I remember. Uh, at the beginning of the minute, when you were talking about Al saying he was in the middle of something, and you're like, no, he's not. I assume he was talking about fixing Woody, right? Because he... He's going to sew his arm back together. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's probably about to call the... Well, I bet yeah. if, the, if the arm hadn't come off, he would have tried to do it himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. in the original screenplay, he does it himself. Right. And, like, it's a simple sewing job, whereas when the cleaner comes, he's got to reattach it, and he also does all these other touch-ups, probably because Al's looked at Woody more and been yeah. like, oh, oh he he's a mess, a little yeah. Bit, yeah. Well, he's a little bit of redoing. Yeah, right. So he calls the guy... He's like, hey, what are you doing? The guy was like, nothing. I'm just playing chess with myself in the park. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, right. man. Yeah, I assume, I assume that's what he was referencing. Probably thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're probably right. I don't have anything else to say for this minute, but we got quite a week coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a... Yeah, this is a good setup week. Yeah, this or is a, a great, setup minute. Yes, a great setup mm-hmm. minute week, whatever day. So, Scott, I guess before we finish up, we did talk about like your experiences with Toy Story and all that last time when you were on for the first movie. Do you have like a ranking of the trilogy or any like particular Toy Story two specific memories or anything like that? I would say two is definitely my favorite. Of the three, yes, yes. Yep. yeah, I think it's I think it's so two, good. three, one for me. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, hmm. you like three a lot then. Yeah, well, I just I I really like what it says about just because you grow Mortality. too old for toys, you yeah. don't have to throw them yeah. out, and you know all of that. I I just I really like the end of Toy Story three. Yeah, it's good. I just think that this is it's also what I think is really interesting about Toy Story two from a Pixar standpoint is that it's really the only right now i think currently it's like one of their only direct sequels 
Yes, because like it all was their actually a, yeah all, point of contention when they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all their other sequels are all like kind of legacy sequels where like it feels like a lot of time has passed between the first one and the second one because you know right. usually it's been like twelve years or something like that. And they're like, let's throw some nostalgia out there and make yeah. a sequel. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Toy Story three also was totally yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. Like this is like one of the only ones that they've ever done that's like a direct sequel. I mean, I guess you could call Cars two a direct sequel, but I like to pretend that Cars two doesn't. Exist exist yeah yep. there we go <laughs> and i assume from what everything i've heard about incredibles 2 it is going to be like the most direct sequel like i guess oh, it's yeah, gonna take happening like right after yeah i'm gonna have an opening scene of them fighting like the underminer right yeah, right that was, that's what i've heard yeah so we'll see what that's like but yeah it's sort of interesting and it's just such a it's just such a tight movie and it's it's just like the best kind of sequel you know like yeah you yeah. focused on buzz and the first one and now you get to focus on Woody and you just realize because you just sort of accept Woody in the first Mm -hmm. one as like, oh, he's a cowboy doll, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, no, actually, he has all of this backstory. And he's so much more. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes all the themes of the first movie and expounds upon them. Like we said about how toys are meant to be played with or like how a toy that's licensed works or even like it takes Woody's character development and pushes it further. Mm-hmm. It you know it, it does all of these things. While I think your point about the Pixar sequels, another way to put it is that the Pixar sequels are never about the same thing. Yeah. Except for this one, where like it, there is a difference because Toy Story one was more of a buddy comedy, where this is more about Woody. But say uh, Finding Nemo, that sequel was about. The side character about Dory, uh, Cars 2, was about Mater. Right. Monsters, Inc. had a sequel that was a prequel. Like, none of them are in the same... Yeah. Like, the same person doing more that... Because that's really hard to do. Yeah, right? it really is. To make it still, like, compelling. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. They're basically, about. like, with their sequels, usually they just take the characters and, like, okay, let's do something completely different with them. Yeah. And this is just different enough to be... Not returning the same ground, but not too different. Yeah, it's still in the mm-hmm. ballpark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They found the sweet spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not going to Tokyo and traveling around the world and racing or whatever. Right. <sighs> I still haven't seen Cars 3. I hear it's pretty good. I haven't oh, seen Cars 2. You haven't seen Cars 2? Mm-mm. Jeb, that's the best one. You don't You don't need to. Uh, <laughs> no, don't see it. You don't, say, you don't ever you need said, to watch it. Yeah, I was going to say, when Scott said it's that he really likes to pretend bad. that Cars 2 doesn't exist, I... T- it's saw really one, bad. I saw one trailer for it, and I was like, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Um, so okay, I didn't see you know it. how Cars was, like, pretty good? Yeah. But, like, there were some parts where there, that were, like, obviously, like, eh, this isn't for me. Yeah. Cars 2 is all just that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Cars 2, it's like if Pixar made a Paul Blart movie. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. You're so right. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Paul Cart. Paul Cart? Yeah. That really just made me definitely, definitely be like, I need to see that movie. <laughs> okay. So, Scott, you do obviously dueling genre. You're our big boss man in charge. Mm. Do you have anything else you want to plug or anything for this week? Or? I mean, yeah, you know, I feel like everyone knows where to find me. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man Minute, Cornetto Minute, Back to the Future Minute, Doctor's Companion, Geek by Night, End of List. Etc, etc, etc. Etc, etc, yeah. <laughs> uh, mostly, mostly just, you know, follow me on Twitter at Scott Corelli and you'll see everything that I'm doing. 
there. Yeah. So. And as for us, you can find us, of course, on Twitter at Toy Story Minute. You can listen to us on any podcasty thing or find us on Dueling Genre. And you can follow our Facebook group, Andy's Room, a Toy Story Minute Roundup. I always mess up the name. Yeah, you do. Until next time, Lex time, listeners. Luxo. Yes, until Luxo Jr. listeners, (laughs) you've got a friend all the way at work. What? All the way at work. All the way at work on On a Saturday? On a Saturday. You're my favorite deputies that make me... Buck, buck, <laughs> I mean, they're not really making you bucks. I, I, just, I was just trying to. I wanted to fit that in somewhere else. That, that works. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye